Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We have something for everyone today from historical dramas. Before I begin my broadcast today, I have something to say. To futuristic comedies. We're all such a good team. We finish each other. Dial Fantine Equations. <laughs> I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, November 2nd. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Friends creator Marta Kaufman has revealed that she was concerned about Matthew Perry and his sobriety journey while shooting the hit sitcom's 2021 reunion special. She appeared on the Today Show following Perry's death on Saturday. Have a listen to what she told Hoda Kotb. You talked about the reunion, uh, Marta, and a lot of people, I think, were concerned. Many of us hadn't seen him, you know, in a long time until he popped up there on the screen. You were in the audience while that reunion was happening. Were you concerned about him then? Yes, I was concerned about him, you know, knowing that he'd been through everything he'd been through. And every time he had surgery, they're giving him opioids for pain. And the cycle starts over again. So, yes, I was concerned about what point in the cycle he was in that moment. Kaufman also told Copy that when she last spoke with Perry two weeks ago, he seemed to be doing well, saying, quote, he seemed better than I'd seen in a while. I was so thrilled to see that he was emotionally in a good place. He looked good. He quit smoking before adding he was sober at the time. You can watch more of that interview at EW.com. Lieutenant Kelly Severide will be back to lead Rescue Squad 3. EW has learned that actor Taylor Kinney is set to return for season 12 of NBC's firefighter drama Chicago Fire after a months-long leave of absence. It's unclear how many episodes Kinney will appear in after departing midway through season 11, but Deadline Hollywood reports that the actor's return as Severide is expected to be full-time. Kinney has been a staple on the series since its debut, and he stepped away in January to deal with a personal matter. Despite fan speculation, his character did not return for the season 11 finale earlier this year. Instead, Jesse Spencer, who left the show in 2021 after 200 episodes as Matt Casey, returned for a guest appearance. Most of the Mean Girls cast, including Lindsay Lohan, Lacey Chabert, and Amanda Seyfried, held a super fetch reunion for a new Walmart commercial that serves as a mini-sequel to the 2014 comedy classic. The clip, advertising the retailer's upcoming Black Friday extravaganza, stars the trio reprising their Mean Girls characters in a slightly remixed fashion, with Lowen's Katie Heron, Chabert's Gretchen Wieners, and Seyfried's Karen Smith taking on new duties as grown-ups. You can and should watch that at EW.com. 
And Tyler Christopher, the actor best known for his work on General Hospital as Nicholas Cassidine, died from a cardiac event in San Diego at age 50 on Tuesday. Cameron's former General Hospital co-star Maurice Bernard announced the news on Instagram, which was reposted by the official General Hospital account. His first screen role came when he joined General Hospital in 1996 as Nicholas Cassidine. The actor left the show in 1999 to pursue other projects and returned in 2003. During his second run with the show, he also played Nicholas's doppelganger, Connor Bishop. Christopher then left the show again in 2011 to appear in The Lying Game and returned once more in 2013 before concluding his time with the show in 2016. He won a Daytime Emmy for the role in his final year on GH. Once his time at General Hospital had ended, Christopher joined the cast of Days of Our Lives from 2017 to 2019. Throughout his career, he also appeared in episodes of primetime shows, including Angel, Charmed, Felicity, and CSI. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Hell's Kitchen is living up to its name for the chefs vying to take over the kitchen at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. The women's team hasn't won a challenge in three episodes, and they are getting tired of backbreaking chores, especially after last week's surprising ouster of Melissa, who had been an early season favorite. Meanwhile, the men's team has been enjoying days parasailing, axe throwing, and indulging in extravagant meals with Chef Ramsay. Though the blue team is not without problems of its own. Chef Jason, who has worked at Michelin star restaurants and make sure everyone knows it, is wearing on his teammates. He has thus far managed to stave off elimination, though it looks like his team is finally hitting a breaking point with his arrogance. Here is a preview of this week's episode. After Jason gets ridiculed by the chefs on both teams, Jason, will he look to sabotage even his own brigade? Way too heavy on the char. Did you want that much color on there? Yes, chef. It was a very snake-like move. This guy. Oh my! No. And is the red team at a breaking point? Cannot continue. I'm really about to say just. Right? Told you. Look at me in the eyes. Well, many fans have been waiting for the moment Jason trips up and gets eliminated. You will be able to see if his time has finally come on tonight's episode of Hell's Kitchen at 8 on Fox or streaming tomorrow on Hulu. Number two. Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4, today's number two pick, added another familiar figure from Star Trek canon in animated form. The next generation actor Robert Duncan McNeil as Nick Locarno. As a cadet, he was the leader of Starfleet Academy's elite flight team Nova Squadron, but he left in disgrace after pressuring his fellow cadets into performing a dangerous maneuver with disastrous results. Well, he's back in Trek in Lower Decks, and now in the finale, he tells Beckett Mariner that so is Nova Squadron, now a full-on Nova fleet. Here's a preview of the episode. Nick, am I a prisoner here? 
What? No! I saved you from those Romulans and Klingons! Beamed you right up here to the Nova One! I didn't need saving! I can't even tell you how lucky I am! You're exactly who I need right now! The timing couldn't be better! It's what we always wanted back at the Academy! I barely knew you then! Oh, come on! You were practically a junior member of Nova Squadron! We're back, but now we're Nova Fleet! Nova what? Well, that certainly sounds and seems ominous. Find out what it means for the Starfleet on the season finale of Star Trek Lower Decks, streaming now on Paramount+. Plus. Trivia. It's trivia time. Lower Decks was not the first animated Star Trek show. That came in 1973 with Star Trek The Animated Series, which featured the voices from the original Star Trek cast. It was on this show that a Star Trek actor first got the chance to write an episode. So, who wrote the episode titled The Infinite Vulcan? Was it Leonard Nimoy, Walter Koenig, or George Takei? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. The casualty of war is never a feel-good subject, especially with, you know, everything going on in the world right now. But the Netflix miniseries adaptation of the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel All the Light We Cannot See, our number one pick today, actually provides a ray of hope in the darkness that is the World War II set drama. Newcomer Aria Mia Liberti stars as Marie, a blind girl who fled Paris with her father in the face of Nazi invasion. She ends up in the oceanside city of Saint-Malo, hiding out at her Uncle Etienne's residence while feeding secret radio messages to the resistance. German actor Louis Hoffman stars as Marie's kindred spirit, Werner Finnig, who's connected to her over the radio. Plucked from his orphanage, Werner is thrown into a brutal Hitler youth academy, so the Nazis can use his affinity for radios to track down illegal broadcasts. He fights to maintain his humanity as he's set on a collision course with Marie. Marie. Here's the trailer. Before I begin my broadcast today, I have something to say. In this time of darkness, of invading cities, I'm trying to remember. Light lasts forever. Darkness lasts. Darkness lasts not even beautiful. for one second. When you turn on the light, I know that broadcasting could get me executed. But I will not be silenced. I hope you will tune in again tomorrow. 
It's a really moving and powerful series. All the Light We Cannot See is streaming on Netflix today. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. In Star Trek The Animated Series, which debuted in 1973, a Star Trek actor first got the opportunity to write an episode. Who wrote that episode titled The Infinite Vulcan? Leonard Nimoy, Walter Koenig, or George Takei? Well, Star Trek actors would go on to write many episodes, movies, and even novels inside the expansive universe, but Walter Koenig was the first Star Trek actor to write an episode for any Star Trek show. Koenig played Chekhov on the original series, which ended four years before the animated series premiered. Interestingly, the animated show returned many of the original cast as voices, including Nimoy, Takei, William Shatner, DeForest Kelly, and Nichelle Nichols. Koenig's Chekhov, however, never made an appearance in the animated show. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Nick Romano, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to Watch.